0: Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode six of K Willing to Say. I'm your host, Kendrick Williams, and we're back, and we're better than ever. Wow, NBA Free Agency has tipped off. Moving uh, the day as of a couple weeks ago from July 1st at midnight to June 30th at 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 p.m. specific time. And it was a lot of deals that went down the first day of Free Agency with over... um, 35 players changing teams and the bigger uh, winners as of today are the Brooklyn Nets, who, as we all recall, you know, traded for Kevin Garnett, Paul Beers, Jason Terry, and traded other uh, future picks, but they have bounced back, you know, landing Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and DeAndre Jordan on the first day of free agency, the Brooklyn Nets are becoming a powerhouse, and if they are able to get Kevin Durant back from, you know, that Achilles injury that he suffered in um, Game 6 against the uh, Toronto Raptors in the uh, NBA Finals, he's you know, he's expected to um, miss all of next season with that Achilles injury. If Kevin Durant is able to come back after next season and uh, regain form the average amount, uh, if he can, you know, come back and average around 20 to 22 points, That would be incredible for the Brooklyn Nets moving forward because, you know, they have Kyrie locked in for the next three years at least. You know, he has that player option on his fourth year. And they have DeAndre Jordan, too. And it's just um, incredible to see as the Brooklyn Nets, you know, are positioning themselves uh, to try to take the Eastern Conference next year. You know, they had a pretty good run last year against the uh, Philadelphia 76ers in the first round. They did um, end up losing in... um, Five games to the um, against the Philadelphia 76ers. so it'll be interesting to see um, where the Brooklyn Nets, you know, go from here and how you know those guys mesh together as they, you know, once they get Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and um, DeAndre Jordan back on the court together, you know, because they'll be without Kevin Durant for most for uh, all of next season with that Achilles injury, but you know, Kyrie Irving is gonna have. A tough task on his shoulders, having to carry this young Brooklyn Nets team. And hopefully everything, you know, works out for the team moving forward. But for the, uh, as some people would call it, the uh, little brother of the New York Knicks, uh, the Brooklyn Nets have strik- striking uh, big on the first day of free agency. And for a team that wasn't, you know, expected to land anybody as of uh, recently, the first few, uh, a few weeks ago, the Brooklyn Nets have, you know, positioned themselves to, you know, make a big splash in a free agency. So, it'll be interesting to see where the Brooklyn Nets go from here with their new big three. And another thing that I found really interesting about, you know, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, uh, not only taking uh Max Deals, but uh close to Max Deals, but they also, you know made room to bring in DeAndre Jordan to where he could get his fair share of the money, so I thought that was really generous of Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, who have been talking about teaming up together even before this past season, so the move was bound to happen whether it was um, KD joining uh, Kyrie Irving in uh, Boston, uh, or, um, you know, just them joining together wherever, so it seemed like they were destined to be um, teammates no matter what happened, so Kudos to the Brooklyn Nets for becoming, you know, uh, the new powerhouse in the uh, Eastern Conference. Uh, Moving on, uh, I'd like to talk about, you know, the Warriors' decision to trade for, you know, D'Angelo Russell, who, you know, who we wouldn't have thought would land a guy of D'Angelo Russell's caliber, you know, had a um, career averaging 20 points, 7 assists, and leading his Brooklyn Nets to the playoffs. And also uh being the runner up for most improved behind, you know, Pascal Siakam, who did win the um the award just last week. Um uh, the Warriors decision to uh trade for the D'Angelo Russell, you know, they the Brooklyn Nets received, you know, uh a future first round pick into second round picks. They also, you know, were able to uh get the the Warriors, you know, receive uh, D'Angelo Russell Shabazz Napier, Trevon Graham, and Cash, but those uh, three players, you know, Napier, Graham, and Cash are going to Minnesota in a separate deal to, you know, the Warriors to, you know, because they didn't uh, re-sign Kevin Durant, they're able to, you know, bring in depth with the guys they did send to the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. So it'll be interesting to see where the Warriors go from here after you know re-signing Clay Thompson to the the five-year, one hundred ninety million dollar deal that he was um, projected to receive, you know, after making, all, uh, making an all-NBA team. and The Warriors landed D'Angelo Russell. It seems like b- the Warriors are retooling after losing um, in the NBA Finals to the Toronto Raptors, who, you know, captured their first NBA title. Um, it just seems like the, uh, KD was just ready to move on. You know, he was tired of, you know, the media criticized him about whether it's his team or Steph's team, and... The way his injury went about, uh, the fans, you know, were rushing him. The uh, It seemed like there's a lot of uh, disconnect going on behind the scenes between the Warriors uh, front office and Kevin Durant. And he was just ready to move on. And then his isolation style compared with the uh, go-to-state Warriors sometimes didn't mesh. Um, yeah, it looked good on paper, but... And the Kevin Durant did make the Warriors better, but they're also really good without Kevin Durant and... It just seems like Kevin Durant needed a fresh new start, into a, uh, you know, I guess you would say, um, regain a different part of like his uh his legacy as one of the all time NBA greats. Who was you know, being one of the uh, uh one of the top players to uh, be a guy who not only can carry a team, but doesn't have to, you know, be on the team as stacked as the Warriors to, you know, cement his legacy as one of the greatest. So I think it worked out for both sides, you know, the Brooklyn Nets and the Golden State Warriors. So it'll be interesting to see what comes about from both situations as uh, moving forward into next season and in the future. Um, The bigger news as of today will be – Kawhi Leonard he he's nailed his uh decision as of uh, as of about twenty minutes ago, the uh, Los Angeles Clippers have been afforded that Kawhi Leonard um that the Clippers have been ruled out of the um decision making for Kawhi Leonard for his you know his next big contract or wherever he, he's expected to sign because he's the uh, with Kevin Durant going down, Kawhi Leonard is now the uh the only not only the only uh star left on the market, but he's also the biggest free agent in the uh, stack 2019 class. So it's all down to the uh, Los Angeles Lakers and the Toronto Raptors for Kawhi Leonard, who's, according to Adrian Wojnarowski and uh, Zach Lowe, he's not expected to make a decision anytime soon. So this decision could be, you know, stretched out to uh, close to the uh, finalization of the trade deadline for the uh for the Anthony Davis to Los Angeles trade which is uh expected to happen on July 6th which gave them you know uh a shot at max cap space so who knows what Kawhi Kawhi Leonard is thinking you know he's already uh met with um former president Magic Johnson who uh who has had a productive meeting with him you know he was um with his uncle uncle Dennis uh Who's a well-respected name around the, uh, the NBA market and a guy who, you know, is giving all this info on Kawhi Leonard when he's thinking on, you know, trying to secure or whether he wants to uh, have a chance to repeat with the uh, Toronto Raptors for the uh, 2020 NBA title or goes to the Los Angeles Lakers to try to uh, start something new and, you know, move back home where he's from, you know, Southern California, where he went to, uh, you know, San Diego State and, It'll be interesting to see because, you know, all eyes are, you know, on Kawhi Leonard and what he plans to do moving forward. So, uh, to all the, uh, you know, the Laker fans out there, they're, you know, hoping for Kawhi Leonard to sign. Um, Is it a good idea to, you know, wait on Kawhi Leonard while multiple free agents are um, getting deals elsewhere? I would say yes and no. Yes, because, you know, you land your big three in Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, and Anthony Davis, which was, you know, the plan all along moving forward. But also, it's not a good idea to wait because, you you know, you're starting to become, you know, impatient because it, it's just hard to see what the depth's going to look like outside of those three. If they are able to land, you know, Kawhi Leonard, if he does decide to lead the Toronto Raptors, it'll be interesting to see what the – uh what the rest of the team looks like, because the Lakers only sign- signing as of right now is a uh, sharpshooter Troy Daniels from the uh, Phoenix Suns, who has incredible shooting numbers. You know, he shot uh, this past season about around 38, 39 percent from three point range and for a team that sorely lacks three point shooting, you know, they finished ninth and three point percentage. Troy Daniels could be a big help to the um Los Angeles Lakers moving forward, so all eyes will be on Kawhi Leonard as we, as you know, the Los Angeles Lakers and Toronto Raptors await his decision. In looking at the Toronto Raptors, if they are able to lose uh Kawhi Leonard, it uh do they they have some questions to answer? Uh, does Danny Green follow Kawhi Leonard? Wherever he chooses to go, whether he re-signs or does he head to you know the Los Angeles Lakers, who are in a two team race for the uh two time MVP uh for the MVP and two time Finals MVP. Um, do they move? You know Kyle Lowry, who's on um contract for at least two more years, who's uh who's still on you know his match contract, and do they you know rebuild with the guys they have? You know Siakam, Norman Powell. Uh, Fred VanVleet. Uh, like I say, it'll be interesting to see where the uh, Toronto Raptors go from there if they are if they do end up losing Kawhi Leonard. But I'm, my gut is uh telling me that I think that Kawhi Leonard does sign a two year deal with the Toronto Raptors just because he wants for two reasons. Number one would be the chance to repeat for the NBA title, and my second reason would be Kawhi Leonard would be able to um make more money next season as a 35%, you know, max guy, which will put him in, um, around the 220 million, uh, range, which would be the most he can make in his career as a Toronto Raptor. But Kawhi Leonard, he doesn't seem like he's, you know, all that concerned with money because he'll get paid regardless of where, wherever he goes, whether he chooses to, you know, sign with the Los Angeles Lakers or re-sign with the Toronto Raptors. So, seems like Kawhi Leonard just wants to win. He's looking to, you know, secure and looking at uh, what makes the most sense for him on and off the court as far as, you know, competing. Uh, moving on to the Bucks are, you know, looking to run it back after losing in the uh, Eastern Conference Finals against the eventual champion Toronto Raptors. You know, they re-signed Chris Middle to a five-year $178 million deal. Uh they brought back Brooke Lopez on a four year, fifty-two million dollar deal. Um they also signed, you know, sharpshooter Wesley Matthews, who shot this past season thirty eight percent from three point range. So I like the Bucks, you know, prior prioritizing the um the main guys, you know, they did um lose Malcolm Brockton. Who uh was the fifty, forty, ninety um guy. Uh, to the uh Indiana Pacers, but they were able to you know secure you know picks, future picks, which they can use um uh, moving forward, uh looking into the future. So it'll be uh interesting to see what comes about from the uh the Bucks' decision to run it back with all these guys, you know, resigning, you know, bringing back their core and seeing they make a run the at the um. Uh, as the uh Eastern Conference contenders, uh whether Kawhi Leonard dis- decides to uh resign with the Toronto Raptors or head to the West to join the Los Angeles Lakers, Milwaukee could be the heavy favorites in the Eastern Conference next year. Um, battling that with uh, possibly the Philadelphia seventy sixers, who were you know also able to make moves. Uh, you know the uh seventy sixers were able to bring back uh Tobias Harris on. A max deal, a five-year, one hundred and eighty million dollar deal, and re-sign Mike Scott to a, a one-year deal, and they also bring brought in a uh, power forward slash center Al Horford, who will be a nice fit next to uh Joel Embiid. You know he signed a four-year, one hundred nine million dollar deal, and the Sixers are going with a really really big lineup. Uh, going into the next year with you know, Al Horford and Joel Embiid, um, man in the post. So, Philadelphia is definitely going to be a, a team to look out for uh, moving forward. Um, Jimmy Butler heads to the Miami Heat in what will end up being a, a a four-team trade between the Miami Heat, Los Angeles Clippers, the Philadelphia 76ers, and the Portland Trailblazers. The Los Angeles Clippers were able to land you know, Mark Moharkless from the uh, Portland Trailblazers, a future first-round pick from the Miami Heat, and the draft rights to M- Matthias Lasort, Um, so it looks like, even though the Clippers are out of the, uh, Kawhi Leonard race, they are able to, you know, bring in more depth to try to make another run, um, at the NBA, uh, title after, uh, Lucas in last year's 2019 playoffs to the, uh, uh, go to state warriors in six games. So even though the Clippers weren't able to land Kawhi Leonard, they're still in good shape to, you know. Be a very competitive team moving forward. Uh, you know the Miami Heat were able to land uh Jimmy Butler and Miles Leonard. Miles Leonard is coming over from the uh Portland Trailblazers. The Miami Heat um uh, were a team that wasn't destined to make a a real splash to possibly twenty twenty or even twenty twenty one. They were able to land you know Jimmy Butler, who's you know one of the best shot makers and shot creators in the game. In the field of weight for you know long longer long tenure and retired champion uh Dwayne Wade, who you know Jimmy Butler and Dwayne Wade are you know best friends on and off the court so Jimmy Butler I think he'll make a a, a nice uh, fit with the Miami Heat moving forward and Miles Leonard, who can bring in some much needed uh, shooting from the outside range, uh, the Philadelphia seventy sixers were la- able to land uh, Josh Richardson from the. Uh, Miami He who's on contract for uh, the next two years. Uh the seventy six he uh he's projected to be the uh, the starting two guard next to uh Ben Simmons. And I think he's giving some uh the 76ers some much needed um shot making from outside range. You know, he shot around thirty seven percent from three point range. Uh Josh Richards is gonna be a big help to the Philadelphia seventy sixers, uh moving forward. The Portland Trailblazers were able to land um Hassan Whiteside uh, in a separate deal, although I did say that it seems like a four-team deal. It makes it seem like a four-team deal because Myers Leonard and uh, Hassan Whiteside came over from the Portland Trailblazers and, you know, Whiteside was sent to the uh, Miami Heat. So it does, I I guess you could say it does end up being a four-team deal at the end of the day because the Portland Trailblazers were able to land, you know, assets, and Miami was able to, you know, take back assets in that deal. But my, uh, Hassan Whiteside, uh, who did pick up his player option, but did want to be traded after, you know, losing playing time to uh, Bam Adebayo uh, and Kelly Olenek, um with the Miami Heat. So Hassan Whiteside is going to, um, he will be the uh, starting center Uh, next season for the Portland Trailblazers, as you know, big man Yusuf Nurkic, uh, is still, you know, recovering from that broken ankle. He's projected to be out to at least, uh, mid November, early December. So they'll be battling out for the, uh, the starting center position, you know, as you know, once Yusuf Nurkic is able to, you know, gain form. So how, but looking back, uh, at on Hassan Whiteside, I think he'll be a um, a great fit for the uh, Portland Trailblazers. Who you know, you throw him to him in the post. You know, he can um great shot blocker, a uh, pretty good scorer, a uh, solid free throw shooter, and he can be a guy you could play down the stretch for the Portland Trailblazers. Who don't necessarily have to go small. Um, and I think he'll uh, feel the boy after you know. The Portland Trail Blazers lost, you know, Mo Harkless and Miles Linder, so Hassan Whiteside would definitely fill a void for the Portland Trail Blazers and give them another, you know, go to score down the stretch. Um, the New York Knicks, uh, they basically traded, uh, Kristaps per- Porzingis for cap space, and are left with seventy million and young guys who are trying to make a way in the league. Um. I don't. I don't really know what the long term plan is for the New York Knicks, uh, because they're focusing mainly on uh 2021, which should be the year that, you know, a lot of um, top free agents are expected to hit the market again. But their plan B, you know, they signed uh Julius Randle to a three year sixty three million dollar deal. Taj Gibson, former Timberwolves, to a two year sixteen million dollar deal. Uh they brought in Bobby Portis, who came over from the uh Wash Chicago Bulls trade to the Washington Wizards on a two-year uh ten million dollar deal. And they also were able to land sharpshooter Reggie Bullet from the Los Angeles Lakers uh in free agency two on a three year twenty-one million dollar deal. Um uh they also landed uh Alfred Payton on a two year ten million dollar deal. So the Knicks uh plan moving forward, I would say to uh a good plan for the New York Knicks would probably be the um the young guys pr- progression, of course. Uh to see where they are at, um uh, how they're progressing. You know, they had you know Dennis Smith Jr., uh Kevin Knox, Mitchell Robinson coming back as you know, sophomores and juniors, and then uh their second second and third year players. Uh, it'll be seen where uh the, be interesting to see where the development goes, uh moving forward, for these players. And um. Newly acquired uh, RJ Barrett, you know who was the second pick in the two thousand and nineteen NBA draft. It'll be, you know, interesting to see where he goes and if he can handle you know the bright night bright lights to playing, at the Medis- Madison Square Garden, so. Uh, the veterans will be um. Thought they uh had a solid plan B. Um even though they you know, completely struck out with having so much cap space. I wouldn't necessarily say they are losers in free agency, but they're also a team that's you know searching for an identity and trying to figure out, you know, what's next and you know what's the long term plan moving forward. So it'd be interesting to see what comes about from the New York Knicks and their long term plan moving forward. Um the Utah Jazz Ended up bringing in you know more help after losing in uh, the first round of the uh, NBA playoffs. They brought in uh, you know Bogdan Bogdanovich, sharpshooter out of uh, f- from the Indiana Pacers on a four-year, seventy-three million dollar deal. They were also able to land you know Ed Davis on a two-year, ten million dollar deal. So the Jazz are you know really bringing in some office offensive weapons, and they also you know you know they landed you know Mike Conley at the uh um a couple weeks ago in a trade um so the Utah Jazz are definitely um a sleeper in the Western Conference and it'd be interesting to see where they can you know go moving forward and to see if they can make a, you know a real splash at a possible you know Western Conference matchup or a possibly uh, NBA finals I mean I think the Jazz probably aren't done making moves as of right now, and they still probably have about uh, two or three more signings left. So the Jazz could be looking like a serious contender um, in the Western Conference uh, Finals. And it could be a projected, you know, three seed if they, you know, are meshing and if they're um, if they're clicking. The Celtics, you know, ended up um, retooling the roster after you know losing Kyrie Irving, Al Horford, and uh, Terry Rozier. You know, Kyrie Irving. Signed a four-year deal with the uh Brooklyn Nets. Um, Al Horford signed with the Philadelphia 76ers on a, a four-year max contract, and you know Terry Rozier he also uh signed with the uh Charlotte Hornets to be their starting point guard on a four-year fifty-eight million dollar deal. So the Celtics, you know, they were able to land uh Kimball Walker on a four-year one hundred and forty-one million dollar deal, and Ennis Cantor on a two-year ten million dollar deal. So the Celtics are. Danny Ainge, you know, he won't stop until, you know, the Celtics are uh, the NBA champions again. And with that mindset, I think the Celtics are still in a good position moving forward with, you know, Kimball Walker and Ennis cancer coming over and giving them an extra boost to try to, you know, make a run in the Eastern Conference uh, playoffs. Because with the Eastern Conference getting stronger with teams like the Miami Heat, the, uh, the Philadelphia 76ers bringing in more depth. Uh the Milwaukee Bucks running it back with, you know, uh Lope Brooke Lopez and Chris Middleton. Uh the Celtics are trying to, you know, find their way back to the uh the NBA finals where they haven't been since the um 2009, 2010 season against the Los Angeles Lakers, who are also trying to make moves. So the Celtics are trying to uh do what they can after losing guys like Al Horford and Kyrie Irving and Terry Rozier. So I think the Celtics are are still in a good position to, you know, make a run in the Eastern Conference. Uh, the Pelicans ma- might be playoff bound uh next season. You know, if they uh they get um continued progression from the young guys, they you know, they and uh if they're able to, you know, get some help from the veterans, you know, they sign um Derek Favors to a, a a two-year deal uh two year i want to say 20 million dollar deal uh somewhere around there uh jj reddick uh also also came over from the uh Philadelphia 76ers on a two year 26.5 million dollar deal so the uh, david griffin has um has really done a lot of work to try to put this new orleans pelicans team in a position to compete next year with you know newly acquired Lonzo ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart Number one pick Zion Williamson, uh, number nine pick, uh, Jackson Hayes. Uh, so the Pelicans are trying to, you know, make a run at the uh NBA playoffs next season, and it'll be interesting to see what comes about from the New Orleans Pelicans heading into next year. Um, there are st- uh, still other moves waiting to be made. Um, and I'll be able to uh, update you guys uh, in the next couple of days once I find out. Some more moves um, moving forward from uh, the free agents that are left. I think it's about uh, 50 or so free agents left. So the bigger one uh, is Kawhi Leonard. And whether he's able to make a decision tonight or tomorrow, I'll be able to update you all in the state of either Toronto Raptors or the Los Angeles Lakers. And the plan moving forward for uh, both teams, depending on whoever is able to land Kawhi Leonard and what the opposite team is able to do moving forward, so that about wraps it up um like I said, i next time I get back on the uh show for episode eight uh well excuse me episode seven talk about um some more free agent moves that have been made and what's to come about for the uh team moving forward oh in the first summer uh got a couple uh summer league games uh tipping off the night between the um let me see the San Antonio Spurs and the Cleveland Cavaliers uh taking on each other you know San Antonio Spurs uh you know they made a couple moves too bringing in uh re-signing uh Rudy Gay to a two-year deal and bringing back uh or well bringing back Rudy Gay on a two-year deal and signing uh another sharpshooter and um DeMar Caro from the Brooklyn Nets so the San Antonio Spurs, uh forget who they were able to uh draft this this past season. Uh let me see. Spurs were able to land um you know uh Keldon Johnson who's uh, first round picked, the 29th ninth pick uh in this past year's draft. Uh, The Spurs were also able to, uh, so Keldon Johnson and first-round pick Keldon Johnson and second-round pick Quindary Weatherspoon are expected to uh, suit up tonight for the uh, San Antonio Spurs against the Cleveland Cavaliers who will have uh, first-round pick Kevin uh, Kevin Porter Jr. from the uh, University of Southern California uh, tonight. Uh, but also um next that's uh games expected to tip off at uh seven p.m. on uh NBA TV. Next game will be at nine uh nine p.m. It'll be the Miami Heat versus the Los Angeles Lakers, and both teams look really really good. Um, moving forward, Miami Heat, you know they'll have Tyler Hero in uniform tonight, who is um the thirteenth pick uh to the Miami Heat. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers. They have you know, Taylor Horton Tucker in uniform tonight, who was you know, second round pick, uh, pick that the Lakers brought from the uh, the Orlando Magic. Uh, we also have another game on ESPN two at nine pm. The Memphis Grizzlies facing off against the the Utah Jazz. The Memphis Grizzlies. You know, they have John Morant, um, in place, uh, taking on uh. Utah's uh, so I have uh Justin Wright uh Justin Wright Foreman, who's a second round pick, facing off against uh um, Tyler Hero. So that'll be an interesting matchup. Um, last game of the night would be the, uh, the Golden State Warriors versus the uh, Sacramento Kings. You know the, the Golden State Warriors for Aveline, uh. Look um, Samajelic, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Eric Pascal and uh, Jordan, Jordan Poole, uh, the Sacramento Kings um, are bringing in. Uh, Let's see who the Sacramento Kings have. Uh, Justin James, uh they have Justin James tonight, and they'll also um, have Vonja Marenkovic. So it'll be inter- interesting to see how these uh, newly acquired draft picks um, uh, are able to do um, in their first uh, game of NBA action. So that'll wrap it up for this uh, this week's podcast uh be sure to uh you know like and subscribe uh let me know what i can um what you would like me to talk about any improvements i need to make or anything you would like me to try so peace everyone